Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rose irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi my name is pete mccall And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. For this episode, I am continuing my audiobook, and I am continuing to read from my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. As someone who has made a career of educating personal trainers for certification organizations, equipment companies, health clubs, you name it, If, if, if there's a need to educate personal trainers, I've probably designed a curriculum for it for a product or service. I wrote Smarter Workouts to help you learn how to design your own exercise programs. And as a host of, an, of, of a podcast, I'm bringing it to you in audiobook form. You can listen along if you'd like. By all means, please do. And if you want to pick up a book, one of the reasons why I'm doing this, obviously, to try to sell the book. Uh, well, if you want to pick up a copy of the book, there'll be a copy down below in the show notes. But by all means, you can listen along while you work out, while you drive, whatever you do while you're listening, and learn a little bit more about exercise. That's why I'm doing this. What I'm doing is I'm going to pick up, I'm in Chapter 2 from Smarter Workouts, and Chapter 2 is about movement and intensity and practice. And in Chapter 2, I've been describing the components of a workout, the variables of a workout, and how we organize or why we organize a workout in a certain way. And that's what I'm picking up with. Designing a workout is like cooking a meal. Simply throwing a bunch of stuff in a pan and hoping that it turns into an appetizing and edible meal is not an effective way to cook. Trust me, as a single guy, I'm learning that very very effectively. Likewise, hopping from one piece of equipment to the next Bouncing around between different fitness trends or doing exercise for only specific muscles are not effective methods of exercising. The first step of cooking is determining exactly what to make. In a similar fashion, the first step in designing an exercise program is determining the specific outcome you're trying to achieve. In cooking, the dish you want to prepare will determine the ingredients, the utensils used for preparing the food, and finally, the best pot and pans for doing the actual cooking. Your fitness goal will determine the best equipment to use, the specific exercises you do, and how often you do them. To prepare a successful meal, it is important to know how to organize the ingredients, how much of each to use, the order in which they are added, and finally, the optimal temperature and length of time in the oven. Using too much or too little of a specific ingredient, The wrong temperature or wrong length of time can drastically change an outcome of a dish. Again, I know that by experience when it comes to cooking. Exercise is very much the same way. Performing exercises that are not relevant to your goal, using too much or too little resistance, 
or doing too many or too few repetitions could drastically change the outcome of the workout. The variables of exercise program design, which we went through in the previous episode, can be applied based on what you want to achieve from an exercise program. Add muscle, lose excess body weight, enhance athletic performance, improve health. The variables can be adjusted to provide the appropriate mechanical or metabolic overload in a manner that creates safe yet effective stimulus to meet your objectives. You want to change the want to change mechanical overload? Use a heavier intensity. Want to change metabolic overload? Move at a faster tempo or perform more repetitions in a given amount of time. That's what I mean. You're now learning. If you understand this, if you understand the variables, and what I read through in the previous episode, that really I, I suggest you really take ownership of. If you understand the three laws of physics, inertia, force equals mass times acceleration, and action reaction. If you understand that and you understand these variables, exercise selection, intensity, reps, tempo, sets. If you understand those variables and the physics, you understand how to design exercise programs. And it really is. It's, it, it takes a while. It's, there is a science to it. The science is how our body adapts to physical stress. But the art, every one of us is an individual. Even though our physiology might be relatively the same, you are going to adapt a different, to a program a little bit different than I will. You will require different inputs of these variables than I will. You might need more resistance. I might need more repetitions. It's going to take some time. The thing is, every one of us is going to take a little bit of trial and error to find out what works for us. Then here's the annoying thing. Once you find something you enjoy... Once you find something you like for a period of time, 8, 10, 12 weeks, give or take, got to change it up because your body has to adapt to a new stimulus. Let's get back to it. Now we're going to talk about finding the motivation to exercise. Lack of time is one of the most popular excuses for avoiding exercise. Another reason for skipping exercise is that there is almost too much information available, making it hard to identify the types that you should be doing for the results you want. Hence why I do the podcast and wrote this book. So keep coming back. These two reasons alone demonstrate why it's easy to find other things to do instead of exercise. You'd rather spend your limited free time doing something you enjoy instead of something that feels awkward or uncomfortable. Imagine that. Most importantly, you probably want to know how to exercise in a manner that will provide the greatest amount of benefits without an extensive time or cost commitment. First, exercise is something you do in your free time, so it should be an activity that you don't mind doing. Enjoy would be more preferable, but it's necessary to set real expectations. So find an activity. You don't have to enjoy it, but find something you don't hate. Walking around the block, you know what? I don't love walking around the block, but guess what? I don't hate it, and I know how good walking around the block is, so guess what I do almost every day? I go for a walk around the block. It does help your health. Um, more importantly, most importantly, you probably just want to know how ex- how to exercise in a manner that will provide the greatest amount of benefits without an extensive time or cost commitment. First, exercise is something you do in your free time, so it should be an activity that you at least don't mind doing. To identify the types of exercise that can bring you the greatest amount of enjoyment, think back to the types of activities that brought you the most pleasure. Understanding just a little bit about muscle fiber physiology can help you identify the types of exercise activities that will feel right for your body. If you've always gravitated towards endurance sports, such as running, cycling, or swimming for long distances, 
you may have more type 1 muscle fibers, which are extremely efficient at aerobic metabolism. However, if you've found that you enjoy such field sports as soccer, football, or court sports as tennis or basketball because of the fast-paced running and rapid changes of direction, sprinting or dancing, you probably have higher levels of type 2 muscle fiber, which are responsible for creating the powerful muscle contraction needed for those activities. If you have been struggling to follow an exercise program consistently for the long term, maybe your focus is in the wrong area. Rather than placing all the emphasis on the outcome of exercise, why not adjust your thinking and focus on the process? You are better off choosing activities that are easily accessible and that you enjoy doing as opposed to workout programs that you think you should do even if you don't look forward to them, especially if it's an out-of-the-way location that could be difficult to get to. That right there is key to long-term success. And I'm not saying that as somebody who does a podcast and somebody who does a, writes books about this topic. I'm saying that as somebody who's been working in fitness for 25 years. Unequivocally, time after time, when we see somebody, and I mean we, the industry, people who work in this field, when we see somebody who makes long-term success, that's because They've adapted and they've started learning how to enjoy what they're doing. They enjoy the process. This is my criticism of fitness, of how we do fitness in the the consumer space, is we focus too much on the outcome. We focus on what you're going to look like when you're done. Who the frick cares what you look like? The only thing that really knows what you look like is between your ears and behind your eyes. That's your brain and your emotional sense of who you are. If you are strong enough to do 10 full bodyweight pull-ups, if you're strong enough to do 20 push-ups, if you're strong enough to goblet squat with half your body weight, who the frick cares what you look like? Focus on how you feel. Focus on the process of exercise. Focus on doing movement and activity that brings you enjoyment and brings you pleasure. We only have a limited amount of time on this rock. This has been, at some point, I'm going to share about what I've been experiencing in 2022 because this has been a year of tremendous growth. And no, I haven't done ayahuasca. I haven't done, I haven't joined Aaron Rodgers for that. Not yet. I will be doing, uh, I will be doing, psilocybin or be doing um, psychedelics at some point, but I have been on a tremendous journey this past year. And the one thing I've decided is that we're only on this rock for a limited amount of time. So why not pursue what gives us pleasure? That comes to exercise. Don't do something because you feel you have to do it or because somebody told you this is the best way to do it. If you enjoy walking around the block while skipping and listening to who knows what? I was going to come up with something stupid. But if, you, if that's what you enjoy, do it. Double down on it. If you enjoy Zumba, go Zumba. If you enjoy yoga, do yoga. Use that to get in the habit. That's that's what all of us that work in the industry want you to do. We don't want you to look a certain way. We want you to move for the sake of enjoying movement. All of us that work in this industry, all of us that make a living doing this, we love the effects of exercise. We love how exercise makes us feel. Talk to people that are trainers. Talk to group fitness instructors. Most of the time, they're going to say, I love how exercise makes me feel. 
focus on the process. Focus on how exercise makes you feel. And trust me, you will be amazed. You'll be blown away by the outcome. So I'm going to wrap up this, this episode. It's going to be a little shorter episode than normal, but I'm going to wrap it up going into the principles of exercise program design. Understanding how the different systems function as discrete components can help you identify the best methods for synergistically coordinating their actions to produce the desired results from an exercise program. Participation in regular exercise is essential for achieving and maintaining good health, which can help you avoid having to pay expensive medical costs as you age. Exercise provides numerous health benefits, including increased bone mineral density, improved blood lipid profiles, elevated mitochondrial density, increased aerobic capacity, lowered blood pressure, and improved glucose tolerance. All of these benefits help reduce the risk of developing chronic disease while providing various cognitive benefits, such as improving memory recall, making exercise as important for your brain as it is for your muscles. Exercise should engage all the physiological systems reviewed in Chapter 1 with specific emphasis on enhancing mobility, strengthening the core, and improving metabolic efficiency. Identifying the best exercise program for your particular needs first requires a basic understanding of how exercise changes the human body. And that, that's what this book is about. This book is about how to design exercise programs for mobility, strength, and metabolic efficiency. Because if you do that, if you, if you focus on these, those three components of exercise, the goal is to help you exercise for the long term. Now, if you want to walk on a stage and take half-naked pictures of yourself for social media, honestly, I'm not the person for you. I'm not the swole guy. I'm not Johnny bro whatever. That ain't me. Go listen to somebody else. Go read somebody else. Go follow somebody else. Go do it now. Shut me off. If that's all you want is swole muscles and to look a certain way, that's not my jam. I'm serious. Shut me off. Go listen to something else. But if you want to learn how to use exercise to manage and enhance your quality of life, I got something for you. That's what I write about. The said principle, specific adaptations to impose demands, states that the type of exercise stimulus placed on the body will determine the expected physiological outcome. Changes to the structures and systems of the body do not occur without a preceding stimulus. The body is very adaptable and adjusts to any physical stimulus it is exposed to regularly. Each physiological system, neural, endocrine, metabolic, fascial, muscular, and skeletal, will respond and adapt to specific physical demands applied through a progressively more challenging exercise program. According to the said principle, an individual who performs only muscle isolation exercises can expect to strengthen specific muscles used during exercise, but may not achieve the intermuscular coordination necessarily to improve skills such as coordination and dynamic balance. If you want to get better at moving, you got to train to move. If you want to get better at balance, you have to train balance. Applying the variables to design your workouts. One, of the, one thing most top fitness professionals agree on is that an effective exercise program does not need to be overly complicated. It is not necessarily to do overly complicated moves or change the exercises you do every workout. Only five basic movement patterns determine the exercises you should do during your workout. Simply changing one or two of the variables, like the amount of intensity, number of repetitions, or length of the rest interval, can significantly change the demands imposed on your body. As you get started with your exercise program, you should be aware that research can provide some general insights about how fitness might affect your body, but there are many factors besides the variables of exercise program design, like nutrition, 
sleep, overall stress that will determine your specific response. Inducing mechanical and metabolic stress in the gym does help promote muscle growth. However, what you do in the gym is only one component of the equation for achieving results. Testosterone and growth hormone are produced during the REM cycles of sleep, meaning that after a hard workout, a full night's rest is essential for promoting muscle growth and achieving optimal recovery. Insufficient rest does not allow for optimal muscle protein synthesis to repair tissues damaged during exercise, nor does it allow for adequate replenishment of muscle glycogen used to produce ATP and could lead to an accumulation of energy-producing hormones such as epinephrine and cortisol, which can reduce the ability to generate new muscle tissue. So you can see that's a cocktail of setup that can interrupt recovery. If you don't get enough sleep, your hormone levels are off and your body's not going to adapt properly. Loss of sleep, loss of appetite, lingering illness, and cessation of gains from exercise are all symptoms of overtraining, which can significantly affect your ability to achieve your fitness goals. The post-workout recovery period is often the most overlooked variable of an exercise program. Whether it's mechanical or metabolic stress that provides the stimulus for muscle growth is not as important as allowing time for testosterone, growth hormone, and IGF-1 to promote muscle protein synthesis after the exercise is over. Exercise is when physical stimulus is applied to a muscle and is only part of the equation responsible for muscle growth. Adequate recovery is important, adequate recovery is important to allow the trained muscle sufficient time to replace muscle glycogen. Uh, to replace muscle uh, glycogen, sorry, I got lost in my pace here, and the physiological process to repair and build new tissue. Let's say that again. Adequate recovery is important to allow the trained muscles sufficient time to replace muscle glycogen and the, physical, and, and the physiological process to repair and build new tissue. The frequency of your workouts will depend on a number of factors, including your specific training goals, overall exercise experience, level of physical conditioning, and the amount of time you have available. After a higher intensity core strength or metabolic conditioning workout, an appropriate recovery time might be 48 to 72 hours before training at the same intensity. Before training at the same intensity. Lower intensity mobility workouts can be performed the next day to either expend energy for weight management goals or as a form of active recovery. Structuring your workouts. When it comes to workouts to enhance core strength or improve metabolic conditioning, Repeatedly performing the same exercises without, with the same amount of weight could limit the amount of mechanical or metabolic stress placed on the involved tissue, which then minimizes the training effect. It is important to change workouts on a regular and consistent basis. Changing too often will not allow your body time to adapt, and following the same program for too long could result in a plateau. To produce the desired results, the acute variables of exercise program design must be applied in a structured and systematic manner that either imposes a mechanical stress on the muscle, fascia, and elastic connective tissue, or creates a sizable metabolic demand. Increasing exercise intensity can be done a couple of ways. One, either performing a strength exercise to a point of momentary muscle fatigue, or two, increasing the work rate by moving at a faster speed to challenge the metabolic energy pathways that fuel the muscles. Authors Zatsiorski and William Kramer identified three specific types of strength training, two of which can be applied to improve core strength or enhance metabolic conditioning with only one piece of exercise equipment. The three methods are maximal effort method, 
the dynamic effort method, and the repeated effort method. The maximal effort method, as the name suggests, is for enhancing maximum force output using extremely heavy amounts of weight, which, while a worthy outcome, is not relevant to workouts can easily be done with one piece of equipment, or at home or in a fitness facility. The other two methods, the repeated effort and dynamic effort methods, can be adapted to use only one piece of equipment, making them efficient and effective solutions regardless of where you work out. And that's where I'm going to leave it for today. The whole point of this book is teaching you how to design your own workout programs using one piece of equipment or no equipment at all. Smarter Workouts originally started as a series of blog posts that I wrote for the American Council on Exercise. The blog posts were titled One Weight Workouts. And in the blog post, I wanted to show readers how to design a complete workout program using only one weight or one piece of equipment. And that, that, we got such a good response on that that I wanted to evolve those blog posts and be able to explain more in depth about how to design exercise programs. And that is ultimately where Smarter Workouts came from. So in Smarter Workouts, you can also see I talk about how exercise slows down aging. So it previews ages intensity. And also, you can hear me talk about recovery quite a bit, or I'll write, I write about recovery quite a bit in Smarter Workouts. That's because I've, for years, I've accepted and I've known that a structured methodological approach to recovery was essential for getting the optimal results from exercise. So that's why I write about it. And ultimately, if you buy Smarter Workouts, I mean, you can continue listening to it here. I'm fine with that. If you buy Smarter Workouts, what you're going to learn is how to design workout programs using only one piece of equipment. And that means that you can go to the gym. If it's busy at the gym, grab one set of dumbbells and go do your own workout. Grab, grab a medicine ball. Grab a kettlebell. That's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book so you can grab one piece of equipment and get a great workout. If you want to do a strength workout, the book teaches you how. If you want to do a mobility workout, the book teaches you how. That's what I want. That's why Smarter Workouts was written. I wanted to empower you to have the knowledge that you can create your own workout programs using just one piece of equipment or no equipment at all. So that's it. This was chapter two, uh, part four. Chapter two, part four covered a little bit about how to design your own workout program. Next one, we're going to pick it up. Uh, chapter two, part five, we're going into the repeated effort and the dynamic effort methods of strength training. So now we're going to go into a little bit, the next episode, we're going to go into a little bit more specifics about strength training and talk about specific types of equipment that you can be using to get these great workouts. Hey, you can reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. I enjoy doing this. I, I'm really having fun reading through the book, as you can tell, and adding some commentary along the way. Hopefully, you're getting something out of it. If you are, please shoot me an email. I'm enjoying the commentary that I'm receiving. Keep it coming in. You can follow me, All About Fitness Podcast. That is All About Fitness Podcast on Instagram. And hey, as always, thank you for stopping by. And I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.